Brandon Bennett's with the Rural Radio Network and our weekly chat with the Chancellor here in the summer 2018 semester. This week, we're joined by a special guest, the newly named Vice President for Business and Finance for the University of Nebraska System, Mr. Chris Kaborik. Chris, first things first, start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, your background, what brought you to the University of Nebraska System 20 years ago, and how you just got named in a permanent position as Vice President for Business and Finance. Thank you, Brandon. I, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be with you this week. Yes, um, the, the announcement of my uh, be naming the Vice President uh, for Business Finance CFO this week was a 20-year-long uh, journey that I've had with the university, and it's been a great experience, and I, I can't wait for the, for the next 20 years and, and how that's going to look. But right now, I'm the Chief Financial Officer for the University of Nebraska System, and, and what that means, Brandon, is I work with President Bounds, the Board of Regents, and the campuses to manage our finances in a way that gives Nebraskans the best possible return on their investment in the university. Just like any home or business, we only have a certain amount of dollars to spend, and our goal is to put every one of those dollars towards good use, whether that's educating our students, keeping our tuition affordable, recruiting the best teachers and researchers and cancer doctors to our campuses, and providing the workforce that Nebraska needs to compete in today's economy. So every day, we're looking at questions like, what should the university tuition be? How can we remain affordable and accessible for Nebraska's families? Are we maintaining our buildings, which are owned by Nebraskans, appropriately so that students and faculty can work in the highest quality classrooms and research labs? Are we making the right programmatic investments that will pay off in the long term, whether it's a global water and agriculture initiative or a facility that can treat Ebola and other infectious diseases that pop up around the world? Are we as effective and efficient as possible, or can we be creative about the way we do business so that we can still get the work done, but faster and with fewer resources? So it's really rewarding to be able to think about those things every day when, when we come to work. But it's also personal. I'm a native Nebraskan, grew up in Davis City, first-generation college student, so I know firsthand how a college degree can transform a person's life, and I want to make sure my own three kids and all young people in Nebraska have that same opportunity. So smart use of resources is a big part of that, and at the end of the day, that's really how I view my job. Chris, the University of Nebraska Board of Regents held their regular monthly meeting back on Thursday, June 28th, and out of that, I have a couple of questions. First, the Regents approved the 2018-2019 operating budget, which I would assume you had a major hand in helping to prepare. That budget holds spending growth to near zero as it continues to implement significant cuts that are equivalent to an 8% tuition increase while still dealing with the mandatory cost increases like collective bargaining, health insurance, and utilities. What's the latest information you can give us on the University of Nebraska system's budget for next year? Well, first, I appreciate that, but there's a lot of people that are involved in building the university's budget, so it's just not me alone. But, Brandon, you, you've hit the key points. This is a flat budget, so in other words, we intend to spend the same amount of money next fiscal year as we did this prior fiscal year. And that flat budget is a result of a couple of things. Spending cuts we've had to make to compensate for reductions in state funding support and our rising costs of doing business. You know, it's pretty remarkable to keep spending growth to zero when you think about the different pressures on our budget. No different than what a family faces. It's getting more expensive to keep the lights on. We have to fix a roof when it leaks. 
health insurance costs are going up. So we've had to make some painful cuts to balance the books. You reported on some of these before, but bottom line, cuts have difficult consequences. We've cut $22 million out of our operations and found another $6 million in programmatic reductions, and that has equated to the loss of more than 100 jobs so far, and unfortunately, the elimination of programs that, in a perfect world, we would still be offering. While we're proud of some of the efficiencies we've been able to find, we're already a pretty lean organization to begin with. So I would say that as we look to the future and we start planning for the next two-year budget cycle, we have some significant concerns about how additional state funding cuts would impact the university. You may have heard President Bounds say that additional state funding cuts would candidly require us to have a conversation with Nebraskans about what kind of university they want. My personal opinion is that the university touches the lives of just about every Nebraskan in ways that maybe they not even realize. And while we're coming up on the 150th anniversary of the university's founding, in many ways, we're just getting started. We think we can do so much to change the lives of young people and create jobs and grow the economy of the state. We're excited about working with our partners at the Capitol and in the private sector to figure out a plan for how to do that for another 150 years. That's what you're going to hear us talk about over the next few months as we develop a budget request to bring to the state. We're going to be looking at what strategic investments we could make to expand access for our students, to help build the workforce of the future. And what we hear from business leaders over and over is that workforce development is their number one issue. So we think we have real opportunities to meet those needs, and we're excited to have that conversation very soon. And Chris, beyond the budget, we heard President Bounds in that Regents meeting give a long list of recent accomplishments for the university system, and it seems like the university has had much more momentum than it's ever had. Can you review some of those highlights from that list for us? And as someone who's been with the university system for over 20 years, can you give us some background and perspective on that current momentum? Well, I came to the university in 1997, and I can sincerely tell you that I've never experienced the kind of momentum that we have right now. This truly feels like a special moment in the history of the university, and we need a much longer interview to cover all the highlights. But in short, we've been able to achieve quite a bit the last year or two, even as we had to manage these very significant budget challenges. And I think that speaks to the fact that the Board of Regents, the President, the Chancellors, and all of us on on the campuses, we're not hunkering down in the face of adversity, but rather we're focusing on the future and how we can get better. So, for example, this year we realized record high enrollment. We had more than 53,000 students on our campuses. 11,000 students graduate from our campuses every year, Brandon, and that's 11,000 future farmers, ranchers, teachers, entrepreneurs, nurses, and doctors going into the workforce. We recently announced, and I think you may have talked about this with Chancellor Gold, a $92 million partnership with the Department of Defense to protect our men and women in uniform. We recently celebrated the one-year anniversary of the Buffett Cancer Center, the largest public-private partnership in Nebraska's history. We just broke ground on the new STEM building, and STEM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math in Kearney. This is a great facility made possible with state support that is going to transform Nebraska's STEM workforce. UNO is leading the way in biomechanics, and our research in other areas like water and agriculture and early childhood is nationally known. So there's a lot going on, Brandon. We're proud of these accomplishments, 
and our goal is to keep the foot on the accelerator. The need for more college-educated workers is growing. The economy is becoming more competitive. Challenges like infectious disease, hunger, water management, and national defense are becoming more complex and more significant. The University of Nebraska absolutely has to be a part of the solution, and so even in spite of our challenges, we're going to keep our eyes on the horizon in terms of where we want to be and how we can help grow this state. Brandon Bennett's with the Rural Radio Network and our weekly chat with the Chancellor here in the summer 2018 semester this week, joined by a special guest, the Vice President for Business and Finance for the University of Nebraska System, Mr. Chris Kaborik. Chris, the last word is yours. What else do we need to know here midway through the summer? Well, two big pieces of news this week, Brandon, that I want to draw your attention to. First, we just announced that the University of Nebraska is ranked number 70 in the world, not the U.S., the world, for earning patents to take our faculty's research from the lab to the marketplace. So let me give you one example of how that works. We have a UNL engineer faculty member and a UNMC surgeon who have worked together to commercialize miniature surgical robots that can be used in surgical procedures that are less invasive and less risky for patients. Their innovations have led to a startup company based right here in Nebraska. That's the kind of impact that our research has on Nebraska's economic growth. For us to be ranked in the top 100 worldwide really speaks to our success in doing research that has a real impact on not only our economy, but people's lives. And finally, we just celebrated the grand opening of the UNL Health Center at UNMC College of Nursing Lincoln Division, a new facility here in Lincoln. And a couple of things that make this project really special. It represents a partnership in the best sense of the word. This is a collaboration between two of our campuses where in one part of the building, students will have access to outstanding health care services. And in another part of the building, we'll be preparing the next generation of nurses and nurse educators, which we all know is a growing need in Nebraska's workforce. This project was made possible with support from both private donors and the state. This is the type of thing we can do through public-private partnerships, and we can't thank our donors, our state senators, and the governor enough for helping to grow our impact in ways that otherwise wouldn't be possible. So, Brandon, it's been a great week for the university, and we're excited for what comes next. That was Chris Kaborik, Vice President for Business and Finance for the University of Nebraska System, joining us as a special guest here on our weekly Chat with the Chancellor in the summer 2018 semester. With the Rural Radio Network, this is Brandon Bennett's.